said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's a peculiar thing, how God works. Peculiar in two senses of that word. The first is characteristic, and the second is particular. Peculiar can mean something that makes you known to someone else, like only you do that, only you use that phrase, or only you laugh that way. And God's work is characteristic of God in the way that a signature is characteristic. It's a pattern by which we recognize someone. God's work is particular in the sense that he dispenses blessings through particular, often individual, mediators rather than scattershot. In today's reading from Genesis 12, God tells Abram that he will be the means or the mediator by whom all the families of the earth will be blessed. God blesses Abram to be a blessing to others. Moses, too, was a mediator of God's gift to Israel in Egypt and in the wilderness following the Exodus. Exodus 19 verses 3 through 6 recounts, And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Through Moses, the mediator to Israel, God told Israel that they would be a peculiar treasure, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Now priests are teachers and mediators, and God chose a particular nation, Israel, to make God known among the many nations. In Isaiah 42, 49, and 60, Israel is called a light to the nations. And so we see a pattern emerging here. First Abram, then Moses, then Israel. God blesses particular people and nations, often unlikely ones, to dispense his blessings generally. And so it should come as no surprise to us that God would choose to come to us as a real, particular man so that we might all be blessed and saved. Jesus took on the call 
that sinful humans cannot fulfill. He became the means of God's salvation. As Simeon sang when he saw him in the temple, in the words of the Nunc Dimittis, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Through that one man, Jesus Christ, we read in John 1 verse 16, we have received grace upon grace. God planted Abram to be a seed of blessing in his fallen world. In him, God established and nurtured a family of faith, a family to whom God bound himself in covenants, a family whose members would call on his name, a family by which God would bless all the families of the earth, a family that God loved enough to join personally as Jesus of Nazareth, going to the cross to exchange their sin, that is, our sin, for his own righteousness. God's family of faith is not one into which we are born naturally, but by water and the Holy Spirit. However difficult our earthly family situations are, those who have been baptized in the name of the triune God are God's children and heirs of the promise he made to Abram. Now I want to add a word of caution here because Lutherans can sometimes adopt an unhelpful reactionary attitude toward other Christians who identify themselves as born again by which they mean, I've gone through an identifiable, memorable conversion experience at which I was saved because I asked Jesus into my heart. And while we may disagree with the, I made the decision to invite Jesus into my life theology, I hope it's obvious that as recipients of God's grace, we have no grounds for boasting. We can express our views by knowing what we're talking about, generally asking good, gently asking good questions, and treating fellow Christians as our sisters and brothers in God's family of faith, which they are, of course. To us, God speaks one of his peculiar signature phrases. Do not be afraid. Being born again and following Jesus is not something of which we need to be afraid or suspicious. What God offers us is far better than we can ask or imagine. That may be hard to believe because life can be very difficult. But as he did with Abram, God invites us to step out with him in faith. God continues to bless his world today and calls us to be his peculiar dispensers of blessing, salt and light in our particular time and place, at work and at school, in our homes, relationships and recreation, in the marketplace and in the public square, in the newspaper and on Facebook. As we follow Jesus, we are reminded of the risk and sacrifice that comes with being a Christian. But the cross is not the end of the road. Jesus went to the cross not to show us 
that God likes to see people suffer, but because that's what it took to put to death our sin-enslaved old Adam and bring us with him to resurrection and eternal life. So take heart. Do not be afraid. Following and being seen with Jesus is worth it. For in following him as a member of his family of faith, God offers to us and to his world much more than anything that we could lose for his sake.